Today we wrap up this series. We get to, we've been talking about these things that you see listed on the screen. These are things that we don't have to do that. We don't have to be a part of God's rescue mission. We don't have to worship God. We don't have to serve, but we get to do these things. It's a privilege and it's an honor and, and, and no one is, is forcing us to do any of this. No one's going to force you to do any of the things that, that we've talked about today via video. These are just all opportunities before you. But we believe these are exciting things. We get to do these things. And today I want to wrap it up with this last area here that we get to grow. We get to grow. I love the passage of scripture in Colossians chapter 1. Paul is writing a, a letter to the church at Colossae. He's in prison. Paul was in prison a lot. He was, he was just in, in, in prison a lot. And, and, and Paul is writing to the believers at, Col, in, in, at Colossae. Um, uh, he didn't start this church. This church was started by Epaphras. Epaphras, say Epaphras. Epaphras. I know that's not a popular name today, but back in the day, it must've been top 10. I don't know. But Epaphras was someone who, who probably came to, to become a part of the body of Christ at something in a, a, a gathering in Ephesus. He's, he's planted this church at Colossae. He's, he's come back and, and he's told Paul who's in prison, hey, there's, there's some, some the, the church is not doing as, as, as great as it should. Gnosticism has crept in. They're, they're, they're talking about Jesus not being the only way. There's this pursuit of knowledge and we've just forgotten. We've just forgotten who we are and what we're called to be. Paul pens this letter to the church at Colossae to encourage him and affirm them and to remind them of what they need to be about. And I love these verses in verses nine and 10 of chapter one here. Here's what Paul says to them. He says, we've not stopped praying for you since we first heard about you. And then I love what he prays for the church. We ask God to give you complete knowledge of his will, complete knowledge, not just partial, but they would really understand and know who he is and what he desires of them. That he would give you spiritual wisdom and understanding. Then the way you live will always honor and please the Lord and your lives will produce every kind of good fruit. All the while you will, what church? Grow as you learn to know God better and better. You will grow as you learn to know God better and better. These brief few moments I have with you today, this is a really simple message. And there are two big things that I want you to see here. The first one is this, church, listen, you need to grow. Bottom line, you need to grow. And the second thing is, and I love what Pastor Kyle was talking about in, in his video segment there, you need discipleship. So you need to grow and you need discipleship. Discipleship, Simple message today. And here's the deal. We don't have to do this. We don't have to participate in any of the things that, that you heard our staff share with you. You don't have to do any of that. But you get to be a part of some incredible things that we believe God has in store for his church the next 12 months. You need to grow. You need discipleship. We need these opportunities to get to know our God better and better. You know, I was thinking this week, why is it 
that we stop pursuing God? Why is it that we kind of put a put the brakes on growing. We, 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 we kind of, we, we stop pursuing the deeper things of God. We, we somehow think that maybe we've, we've reached the, the highest level. We have attained it all. And people stop. They stop pursuing the Lord. And I was reminded this week that it's, 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 it's up to me that if I wanna grow, listen, it's my choice to drink of the deep waters. It's my choice to go deeper with God. God is not going to make me grow. He's not gonna force his will or his knowledge. He could if he wanted to, he's God, right? But he's always allowed us to kind of choose, I guess, what we would do. He's not going to force you to grow. He's not going to force you to become a full-fledged follower of his. He's simply going to offer you opportunities. He's going to make himself known to you. He's going to reveal himself to you. But it's up to you whether or not you choose to drink of the deep waters of God. Are you with me today? You know, the thing that just blows me away when it it comes to this, and I kind of just saved this last topic for, for our final installment in this series, but... We work to become better in so many areas of life, don't we? We want to become better business leaders. We want to be better spouses. We want to be better athletes or, or we want to be better friends or, or we want to do this, that. We want to become more proficient. We want to learn more. We want to get another diploma on our wall in so many areas of life. But so many of us have put the brakes on growing in our faith. And I just don't get that. You know that one day all those diplomas and accolades that you've attained during your 74.5 years here on earth, they're not really going to make a difference in eternity. You know that, right? Now, please hear my heart. I'm not saying that we just need to be slugs and lazy and not ever, uh, you know, strive to become, but, but listen, the thing that breaks my heart is that we've kind of put the brakes on our faith growing, haven't we? We, we've kind of stopped that. And you know what I have? I have three words for us today. Shame on us. Shame on us. I'm a better hunter. I, 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 I'm a better business leader. I, I'm a better whatever. I don't know jack squat about the Lord. I, I don't know what he would want me to do, but, but I'm telling you, I, I, can, I can drop one from 200 yards or I can catch this pass, or I can make this shot. And we've just missed it. We've missed it. We get to grow. It's our privilege to be able to grow and get to know God more. And it's up to you. And the challenge has been issued today. Will you accept it? You know, it's not your pastor's job to get you in the Bible. It's your responsibility. It's not my job to feed you. It's not my job to force it down you. We give you opportunities. We, we even give free devotional guides at guest services if you want one today. I just don't know how to spend time with the Lord. Stop out the guest service and they've got a free gift for you. But it's not my job as your pastor to get in the Bible for you. It's your responsibility. Now, sure, 
church and in places like this, there, there are gifted leaders and, and teachers and, 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 and ladies this week, you're going to have an opportunity to, to start a new study with, with Radiant. And there are going to be many opportunities and, and people that God has placed within this church that, that will help explain the Bible to you and, and show you how you can apply it to your life. But make no mistake about it. It's up to you to align your life with God's truth. It's up to you. They can't do it for you. It's up to you. James 1.22 says, don't just listen to God's word. You must what? Do what it says. Otherwise, you're only fooling yourselves. And so many people stop right at that first sentence. We just like to listen to it. And we don't do anything to apply it to our lives. We don't do anything of living it out and fulfilling what it says that we should do. So many people just depend on the church to do it all for them. And we're just not good enough to do that. And we can create some incredible opportunities and, and, and study groups and growth groups, but it is up to you. It's not your pastor's job. Are you with me? I'm going to do my best to encourage you and help you and give you opportunities to be exposed to the truth and to the gospel and serve and grow. But it is up to you. You know, one of the hardest things and one of the, the, the wor- things I just hate hearing as a pastor, people just saying, I'm not being fed. I'm just not being fed. I'm like, is that my role? A- am I supposed to do that for you? I'm I, I just, I can't, I'm not being fed. And, and how many times have I heard that phrase, disgruntled church people and, 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 and they just get up and leave. I'm just not being fed. So th- there was a time someone once told me they were leaving the church because they, they needed deeper Bible teaching. And so I, I thought about, and it, it bothered me. And I thought about the last several series that I had done. And, and, and so I began to ask that person, I said, hey, listen, I just finished up a series on relationships. So tell me, is your marriage hitting on all six cylinders? On a scale of one to 10 and, and 10 being perfect, how, how would your spouse rate you? How about your parenting skills? Is there any room for, for growth? They didn't respond. And, and, and I thought about the next series. I said, you know what? Before that series, there, there was a series that we had on money. Let, let me ask you, are, are you living on a detailed budget? Are, are you giving 10% of your income back to God? Do, do you save 10%? Do, do you have this emergency fund? Do, do you have three to six months put back in savings? How about your retirement plan? Is it, is it on track? Are, are you debt-free? They begin to sweat a little bit at this point. And I thought about the series before that one that, that, that we had talked about. And I taught, taught eight weeks, I said, on personal evangelism. So, so just out of curiosity, just out, how many people have you shared your faith with in the last three months? What about six months? The, the last year, how many times have you shared your faith? I realize that witnessing is, is tough and that's why we've tried to create a church for, for the unchurched people. It ought to be easier for you to invite people to go. How many people have you invited to church this year, I ask? Silence. No response. And so the response is, so let me get this straight. You're saying you're not being fed. You say that 
you need some deeper teaching. But it seems to me that you don't even allow my shallow preaching to affect you at all. You're not even doing that stuff. I'm not sure it's my preaching that needs changing. I'm not being fed. Folks, listen, it's up to you to grow. It's not my responsibility. I I have a hard enough time taking care of me and the other 1,400 of you today. I, I can't do it. I can't be that for you. You get to grow. The challenge is, will you accept it and will you do it? I was reminded of this real quick as well as I was getting ready for today. Why do we need to grow and why do we need to be planted in all these opportunities, these growth environments? And why do we need accountability and why do we need to continue to gather for times like this? Here's the deal. We must know God's word and the truth of it so that when the father of lies comes against it, we will know the truth. You see, our times in which we live in demand that we know the word of God. Not the word of what some famous person in our culture says is right. Not what some politician tells us what's right. Listen, the litmus test for us as the church has always been the word of God. And shame on us because we've kind of let other people tell us what the truth is. Are you with me today? We need to know the word of God. So that when the father of lies and he will come against us, he's already at work, right? We need to know what the word of God says. That's truth. We need to be able to stand up and counterattack what the enemy is trying to force down our throat. It breaks my heart. So many people, even within the church today, are more willing to listen to the father of lies than they are to a man of God. And you're letting him tell you and dictate to you how you should live and what you should be up, what you should, should be like and how you should live. Church, it's what was happening when Paul wrote this letter to the Colossians. They'd forgotten who they were and what they stood for. He's calling them back to the truth. Listen, you get to grow. I know that may not sound sexy and pretty and fun and exciting and it might sound lame to you. I said this a few months, months ago and I'll say it again. If your walk with Jesus seems lame, it's you, it's not him. Because following Jesus is not lame. It's an adventure. It, it is filled with, with, with peaks and valleys, absolutely. But I'm telling you, it's an adventure. And if it seems lame to you, It's not him, it's you. You're the lame person. I'm sorry. Mercy triumphs over judgment, right? Amen, remember that song. But I think you know what I'm saying. We get to grow. Opportunities today have been presented before you, just some things, some highlights of where we're headed and what's going on. This summer we had an opportunity as a family to spend a week in, in Colorado and if you've been to Colorado, you know that in, in those mountains, those rocky mountains, it's, it's amazing to me how, how trees and vegetation, things can grow and even flourish in such a rocky soil and, and in the side of those mountains. You'll see them. You'll see trees that are just, they're behemoth and you'll see flowers of all colors and they're just flourishing and growing. And it, it just, you know, it, it, it baffled me. And so 
my, my daughter who, who, who is a graduate, and, and because she's a graduate, she knows all things, right? <laughs> she, she began to, to explain to me a little biology and I guess botany. I don't even know what that word means, but it sounded great at the moment. And, and she began to explain to me, she said, Dad, you, said, you know, those, those trees and those flowers, they, they grow because their roots, they're, they're thick. And, and they go deep enough through the rock to retrieve water from the ground that is below the rock. And I'm looking at some of these mountains and it's, I mean, they're tall. And how deep does that tree have to go in order to tap into a source of of water and of life? She goes on to say, she says, these trees, they adapt to, to difficult and unlikely conditions in order to survive and flourish. Church, that's a word for us. We need to know God's word and truth so that we can survive the times in which we live, but more importantly, so that we can flourish. Listen, God's got so much in store for you. This is not a lame journey, a lame relationship. And then I love the last thing she said. I'm just like, listen, it's vacation. I didn't come to learn. I came to eat and sleep, you know? Quit the sermonette. You're 18. She said this. She said, Dad, trees have to survive on water from seasons past rather than always being poured into. See, some of us come and we we sit here week in and week out and you're expecting us to fill you up and to pour into you so that you just have enough in the tank to make it through this week. Hey, listen, what would happen if, if somehow we were planted in, in the word of God and we were planted in, in, in his growth environments in which we were just, whatever happened, whatever storms came against us, we were to survive on the water and on the food that we had been drawn on for so long, not just since last Sunday to the pastor gave us something. No. So here's my question. Will you be planted in the word of God? Will you look for opportunities to connect and grow? Will you take advantage of some of these opportunities that our staff has outlined for you? Will you run out to the atrium when we're done here and say, Pastor Kyle Kelly, listen, I am tired of trying to make it on my own. I need, I need God's word. I need to be surrounded by God's people. I need people that will pray with me and encourage me and help me grow because I'm just tired of life whipping me around. Will that be you today? Will you grow? You don't have to. Oh, but you get to, you get to, you get to. And so Father, I'm praying that for this church today, that God, we would see this area of growing is not a have to, and it's not something that earns us more favor or more standing with you, Lord. No, God, it's an opportunity for us to get to know your heart more. It's an opportunity for us to develop those roots, digging down deep into the word of God and the truth and the water and the food that it offers us, God. And we're able to stand and survive and flourish when life comes at us. God, it's not a have to. You're not forcing anyone to do this. But God, it's a get to. We get to grow. And Father, I'm praying that your people will take advantage of these opportunities. All for your glory in Jesus' name. Amen.